Welcome. Now, my name is D. Ludlow. Now, before we get into this episode, go to the description, click the link and get your M&A Mastery Toolkit. This is a free download, which gives you some of the tools and resources that you need to start your M&A journey. Don't forget, go to the description, click the link. It's a free download and enjoy the episode. So episode three of Real People, and I'm here in Newport with Dan from Fabrics. Now, Dan, I've known him my whole life. He's a super entrepreneur, always got loads of ideas. Let's see what Dan's been up to. Finally got to get this done. It's been a long time in the making. You're a busy person. So look, Fabrics, you've got quite a lot of ventures going on at the moment, but we're in Fabrics at the moment. Um, your sort of store, your hub, and your office out the back to you, right? So um, is this your core focus at the moment? Because I know you've got a lot of things going on. So in terms of Fabrics, obviously this is the only store that we have at the moment, but this is like the forefront of uh, Brands Drop, which was formerly Designer Dropship. Um, so yeah, I mean, in terms of in Newport, this is like the main focus but um, the service that we provide is to give people the ability to connect to all the stock, sell the stock as if it's their own, and you know, uh, do their own business. So that is like on a dropship basis. Um, so yeah, I mean, as much as this is like, it looks like it's the main thing, there's a hell of a lot more that goes on in the back. So see the brand drop, right? Um, some people may say, especially yourself, you've been quite successful online for like, 10, 12 years, right? The previous brands and stuff as well. Some people may, from the outside, look in and be like, why do you need a shop? Because your stuff's online, you could potentially have an office, everyone working in the office, outsource a lot of the um, online tasks, potentially to virtual assistants, but obviously you've got this hub here. What was like the main sort of reason for thinking, well, we need an actual hub that people can visit? I mean, it's gonna sound a bit ego here, but I mean, we had the ability to do it. I mean, was that good online that we got to the point where we could actually have a shop? If you started with a shop and then try to go online, it's like, it's not gonna work. You need to sort of establish yourself online first and then have the ability to set up a shop. You see like loads of brands like Gymshark, all those guys, they started online, like all of them started online and then they've now got shops in different places. So, I mean, just purely on the basis that we had the ability to do it. Obviously, it's great for us because we're in Newport. This is our hometown. So to be able to give this, well, nobody was doing this apart from flannels. You know, flannels are the closest thing in Cardiff. You know what I mean? It gave people the opportunity to buy designer clothing, you know, in the local area, which was and never has been here, really. So what do you think has been the the biggest part to your success with this? As in, you know, you're very good at marketing too, good at ads, SEO. You know how to do it all, right? And I think that's a big part of creating something online. Do you think that that's been the biggest part of the success or do you just think it's just pure energy or something else? Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, starting off in the ad game 10 years ago was so different. Like, it was easy. Like, it's not as easy as it was. But I would put it down to just resilience. Like, we've had our fair share of shit. Like, do you know what I mean? We've had people break in, yes, you know, 60 grand's worth of stock gone. I mean, people would quit. Like, so many times we've had the opportunity to quit. And when I look at, you know, like yourself, I know we, we both know each other's businesses, yeah, yeah, yeah. like our ventures that have worked and haven't worked. Yeah. 
you know, one thing you have to start doing is, you know, keep going. Like, and I'm exactly the same. I think you can't teach that as an entrepreneur. Like, you either have that ability to be resilient or you don't. And I think so many people are looking for a way out. You know, oh, I didn't work because of this, it was his fault. It's always a blame game. Like 90% of it is, let's see who else I can blame rather than look at myself and admit and take accountability that I fucked that up, I messed that up, I shouldn't spend money there and I use that influence or whatever it is. If you start to sort of look at what you're actually doing and you, you put it down and you say, All right, what bits did I mess up? You can grow, but if you don't and you don't take the accountability, you're just gonna... Yeah, it's just a lot of self-awareness, isn't it? Understanding yeah. like, you know, when things go wrong, a lot of it, you know why. Yeah, but, I've had a failed yeah. business, like, you know, as you know, like, I've had a failed business. That business, you know, was a million pound business. And for that to be taken away, like in 30 days, you know, we was in ASOS, we had, um, you know, we had a massive order for ASOS, we had to fill that order. We then jumped ship with an agent and we made the mistake. You know, I even, who do I look at to blame? Us, like, well, I fucked it up, nobody else. So I mean, so I think people sometimes are always looking for a blame game, you know, people, Get into business, I think, for example, with Brandstrop, you know, one of the things that, you know, sets people aside from each other is some people understand they're gonna have to invest money, they're gonna have to be resilient, they're gonna have to put time into it. Others think, well, okay, I've got I've got Montclair, I've got Givenchy, I've got Dior, I've got the Jordans, everyone's gonna come to me. Yeah. You know, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. I mean, good example, this store now, we're in January. This store on a Saturday, probably like a worst day, we're probably with three sales. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I understand that. Like, there's part of the game. You can't expect to do Christmas sales through January. You yeah. can't, oh, February is like the worst time, the transition into spring and summer. It's, you know, it's not gonna happen, but. Yeah. So what was your biggest takeaways from the first business you talked about, the failed business, was like, it was everywhere, right? You know, your previous business, like I said, ASOS, Foot Asylum, everyone knew about it, right? And this, people still wear it today. So. What's your biggest takeaway? Don't get on with those people. Don't, don't, wear okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't wear it. Don't wear it. Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> What's been your biggest takeaways from that first business? Because like, you know, you started something just before that, and then you had a huge success, and and then it sort of transitioned into like a clothing brand. You would have picked a lot of business learnings up along the way, just from experience. What's your biggest takeaways coming into this business? that you took from this one to be like, I need to do something different here. So it doesn't happen to me. Honestly, it's the accountability. Like, it, it's like you want to lie to yourself and tell yourself that, you know, it's like, how do you not sell a Burberry jumper? Like, you know when it's a multi-billion pound company. Like, how do you not sell Dior? Like, you know, you have to position yourself to be able to sell it. You know what I mean? And if it doesn't work for you, why ain't it working for you? You know what I mean? Too many people, um, you know, I, like I say, just looking for blames. I, I took accountability for it. You know, once I lost that business, you know, I went down a bad route. You know, I lost my house, I lost the cars. I was in like 100 grand's worth of debt. Like so much happened, you know, and then, you know, if I was resilient enough to get myself through that and then become profitable again, then you sort of start to believe in yourself, self-awareness. You know, those are the things that, and people, I've said it before about boxing in business, you know, like, HMRC is just a punch in the face. Do you know what I mean? You've got to be able to the deal with it. The biggest shareholder in everyone's business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, you know, having a break-in, losing 60 grand's worth of stock. I mean, that stock came in brand new. I took a photo of it, went home. Somebody's obviously seen that on, on our Instagram. They've come in and then they've stole it all. You know what I mean? And they're selling it around the streets of Newport. You know, around people that we know. And it's like, man, that's a kick in the nuts. And it's like, how do you, how do you overcome that? How did you overcome that? Because that, I remember when you posted on Facebook and like, you know, it was like, come on. Like you're, you're, especially because what you've done here in Newport, 
give people an opportunity as well to, like you said, I can come and buy designer clothes in Newport, you know, you put that here, right? And then for that to happen, it's like a kick in the teeth. So for you, especially at the time when like, you, you didn't know who did it, you didn't know how it happened, you know, you start to say, who can I trust? Who knows this? And like, what, how did you get through that, that and overcome it? I think we were just fortunate enough to have a strong team, you know, and we had enough stock to survive. You know, it was about survival then. You know, when you look at sort of other people having, um, you know, their websites where they were selling that stock, which was about to go online that they should be selling themselves. So it's not just us that lost the stock. We had 166 partners that lost the stock. And you get a lot of backlash for that. You get a lot of people saying, oh, what's going on, you know? And, you know, all we could do was just keep going. And I think we just had a good few months where we managed to sell a lot of stuff we had here. to discount a lot of stuff to try and get it gone. Um, whatever was left, finance-wise, we invested into new stock. Um, and that, that case is still ongoing. Like, I mean, they were here the other day, the insurance company, we're talking 10 months in now, we still haven't had a penny for it. You know, so 60 grand that we've lost. It's a big hit, that's, that's two people's wages for the whole year you know, in here, um, that has just gone, you know, and trying to deal with the insurance companies is not easy. No. And you get to a point where you're like, okay, it isn't, maybe it's not going to come up, what else can I do? Yeah. You know, you have to think of other things. Obviously, we've got Timeless involved now, Ashley from Timeless, he's an investor, obviously he's helped out a lot as well. So, you know, being, having the ability to go and get more stock, you know, higher end stock, all of that helps. You know, don't get me wrong, it would have been difficult to continue, especially in the store, without a new, you know, a new stream of investment. Um, but then again, online we've always been done well. So like it was, it was, do we want to keep the shop? Do we not? You know, it was, a, it was a crossroads moment.